you're so focused on this newborn and like trying to, you're having enough problems with that, you know? There's like the spit up, like all of the things that you're like, oh my gosh, is this, what's going on? That you almost, I feel like it's ingrained in us as a mom. For some reason, when we have a baby, just think of ourselves second, like immediately. Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is our like question and answer and catch up episode. We do these at the first of the month. So this is a very exciting time. Honestly, Jade and I like we catch up on here. Like we text each other a lot and like we sometimes randomly like voice text, which you've been voice texting a lot lately. I'm a, well, You're, like, yeah. a voice texter. I find yeah, I find it easier now to voice text because I can like leave it's almost like leaving a message because I know like you and I are both busy. So I can be like, hi, like this is going on. What's going on with you? Like just thinking about this yeah. or what are we doing on the podcast? You know, like we talk like podcast stuff yes. too. So and then I can just like send it in one big chunk and then like no, you'll get back to yes. me when you can. But it also feels like more it feels like more personal. So I can like I can laugh or joke and you don't with have you to, like, and it's hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like always carrying a baby or something. So, And also then you can't like, I feel like sometimes this has nothing to do with our text messaging, but like sometimes on texting, I'm like, what does that person mean by that? You know, like the tone, like you can hear the tone. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, this is fun because I feel like we don't actually get to sit down and like talk about all of the things. I know. For like a lengthy period of time. I know. It's yeah, it's like. We talk about like little things. It's like time set aside that we can actually chat. Yes. And we don't have kids with us. Oh, my God. And we're alone. (laughs) We can actually talk about our kids. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We can talk about them without them staring at us. Okay. So I feel like you have a lot going on. We have so much going on. And it's like so confusing. Yeah. So what is going on? I'm also sort of sick. Like everyone in my house has been sick forever and I didn't get it. And now I'm getting something else that I think Tanner brought home from. He was gone in New York because his grandpa passed. Um, that's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. And so he came back and I was like, I think I was so lucky. I missed like the last cold and cough. But now I feel like I have something and Ugh. Reed has got it. Got a new sickness too. But the room that I'm sitting in is our office. It now literally looks like it's uh, like a state, like a room that car- like people put staging stuff in. It's all just like decor on the ground because we're moving. But the moving has literally been a shit show. Wait, why? What? How? What? Okay. So I think I talked about it a little bit before, but I'll backtrack. So we weren't planning on moving. And then obviously the real estate business, you know, whatever has been crazy. Right. And we were approached by someone who missed out on our neighbor's house because there was like 11 offers on it if we would sell our house. So it was a really like smart financial decision. So we were like, okay. So it was going to be like all closed, all done without even putting it on the market. And then another neighbor's house went up for sale and they backed out like two weeks in and went and bought our neighbor's house. So then we were like, okay, well, now we're kind of like set on moving and we have another house like in mind that we want to buy. So we decided to put it on the market, but it had to be in contingency to us to be able to move into this house that we like. And so 
we had to like make sure like it all would like we would have to sell our house now by a certain time to get into this other house. Well, now this house is new construction and it's not done. Oh god. And our house is sold. So oh god. We're technically living in a we're like doing like rent back right now. Oh. Until the end of this week. And then the movers are coming and getting all of our stuff because the new owners have to move in. We don't even own this house anymore. But our house isn't done. There's a firewall that has to be put up and approved to get an occupancy permit is what it's called for us to move in. And that's that's something they've been promising us now for like since June 30th. And it hasn't happened. Ooh. They haven't gotten the oh my they gosh. haven't gotten the permit. So Technically, we're homeless right now. Wait, are you gonna? Where are you staying then? So, the builder has been great. He has like dealt. It's just like everything with COVID. There's just so many delays, and it's just like almost like not even really. It's not even really his fault. So he's gonna get us like an Airbnb just in town for thirty days. But it's just like we don't want, like we just feel so like displaced, and it's such like yeah. A, and you won't have your stuff. Yeah. We have to like pack for a month. Yeah. And everything that we need. So I have to get that done. Ugh. All of our other stuff will just be in like a container, you know, like all packed up into a container at the house until they can move it all in. And it's such like a good problem to have, you know, like we financially made a smart decision by selling our house, even though it's like really bittersweet and I'm going to miss it a lot. But we're really excited about a new chapter. But it's like everything like is just like we were supposed to move like two weeks ago and then it was like okay well then we're gonna have it done by the end of this week and it didn't happen and they're like oh we'll have it done in three days Ugh. and it didn't happen now they're like we'll have it done in a month and I'm like oh my god it's so hard to like I mean I'm kind of a control freak to have things like totally out of your hands is like so yeah three little kids and we work from home and so it's just yeah Right. Not knowing when we're – we don't really know when we're moving in, so. So it could be longer than a month. I mean, I don't want to say yes, but yes, it could because everything else they've told us, which has been like eight different times, has never been the case, so. Oh, my gosh. That's frustrating. But once we move in, it's going to, you know, it's it's going to feel good to be there, but it's just like we're so displaced. We yeah. have two doggies too. Like our dogs have to, you know, it's just a mess. So you, but you do have an Airbnb, so you know where you're going. Um, I know Tanner. <laughs> oh God. I know that's the thing too. Everything's expensive right now because everyone's traveling. So all the Airbnbs are booked or they're like crazy expensive for what our family needs are. Yeah. So, uh, I know he did, Tanner did find one that he liked I don't know I think that the builder booked it I have no idea it's just so like oh my gosh yeah we are gonna make it through this we'll be fine you're gonna make it through it's gonna be great what is going on with your life uh I mean it's just been like July was insane because uh I had like three different groups of people come stay so I when people come to stay, I really liked the house to like start off like really clean and then it can get messy. But like I like it to be really clean and it's really hard with kids to do that, obviously. But it's just been like real like I'm really tired, like I'm really exhausted because everybody who came into town, it was like, great, I'm tired. I'm really tired. What day? What day is this? I don't know. In like a week and a half, I'm going to Arizona to 
finished recording my last song, which is exciting. It's like my most personal song. So that's interesting that it kind of ended up being last. Um, Have I heard this one or no? No. It has because it hasn't been recorded yet. So okay. I, the music's been done, but I haven't sang a vocal on it yet. And then I'm doing three music videos while I'm out there. So like there's so much to do. Like I still haven't booked a makeup person because everyone's trying to figure out if they can even do it. I don't have really a timeline of what's happening because I'm not there. Everything's a little bit harder to just kind of like get done. And I'm, I feel like I'm used to when I go to like, like this is my baby, you know, like it's my creation. So I feel like I usually have like a team of people like like if we went to like a FabFitFun photo shoot, like they're doing it. We're just like the talent. Like I right. actually have to like find the car that I want for this video and find a location to shoot things and find a makeup person. I know that these are like ridiculous problems, but like it really stresses me out because if I was just there, it would just be easier. I could drive somewhere and ask somebody a question or I could like go into a, you know, a like a salon and be like, Hey, can you do like makeup? Cause I want to make sure I like it or whatever. And I'm just, I'm not there. So I'm kind of just kind of winging it, which is really stressful. And then I'm going to go to the beach at the end of August, which will be really great and relaxing, but August is going to be a little crazy too. So I feel like I'm not going to like recover from like exciting exhaustion, but like until I get to the beach, I'm just like, okay, we got to get to the beach. You better not be coming to California and not seeing me. No, I'm going to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey there. <laughs> no, but I'm like really excited because when I finish like the music videos and every, like I will have done everything, everything I need to do will be done. Now I just have to have the people edit them and mix and master them. And then everything will be my package of music will finally be ready. And I mean, I've been working on this since January, so it's exciting, but it's just like waiting. You know, I'm just like, mm -hmm. okay, I got to get this done. And then I still have to wait a little bit till I can put it out there. But it's so um, exciting though. But it, yeah, it's super exciting. It's just, I'm just like, I'm like excited, tired, but and I feel like you can even hear it in my voice a little bit. Oh, and like the kids are now sleeping in the same room while trying to last night. I OK, so yesterday. I put Charlie's crib in Bella's room because I was like, Bella has to start sleeping in a room. And I thought the best idea was to put him in there so she'd have a friend. I was like, she's going to have a buddy. It's going to be great. <laughs> I tried it for a nap first and Bella was downstairs with me and Charlie woke up and then there was like a thud and he got out of his crib and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. He, and then he did it again that night. Finally, I went in. I was like, I'm just going to have to like lay in here. Bella was actually pretty cool about all of it. We, we were very loud, but Charlie, I ended up having a mattress that was next to Bella's bed so I could like lay down and like oh, we always hold hands before she goes to bed and then I was going to escape. And Charlie was just not having it. Like he woke up at 11. He went to sleep, but it took me like 30 minutes to even get him to sleep because now it's just a toddler bed. Because I, I changed it from the, because he was escaping. I thought he was going to like bust his face off open again, which he already did. But it's just been like super crazy. Charlie was up from 11 to four last night. Like just me laying there with him, trying to get him to sleep over and 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 over. 11 to 4. And then Bella woke up at 6.15. So my mom's actually 
staying the night tonight. She's like, okay, we'll just like tag team. Like if he can't go to sleep, we're just going to like try to figure it out. And we're just going to try a bunch of stuff and see what works. I did end up buying, which I don't, I'm going to try the toddler bed again tonight and see if we can just get him used to it. But if worse comes to worse, I'm putting the side back up on the crib instead of making a toddler bed. And I got like a tent thing for the top so they can't escape. Mm-hmm. I've seen those. <laughs> you know, it's just hard because with Bella, when I transitioned her to a toddler bed, I mean, it obviously didn't work out. She ended up sleeping with me after that, but that was like confusing because she was going back and forth to Evan's house and it was just a very confusing time. I feel like she was mentally mature enough to understand what was going on with a toddler bed. And Charlie gets a lot of stuff mentally, but I right now he just thinks it's like fun escape. Like he's just like, let me play. So he's... He just wants to play with all the toys at, right now. And, and oh, mom's in here. And, like, let me hang out with mom. I used to be alone. And, like, mom's here. Let's play. Let's hang. Let's right. talk. Let's. And so it, it's just, like, different. He's – it's a struggle. I mean, I'm – it's – I'm on the struggle bus a little bit. But I have hope. There is hope at the end of the tunnel. Because I did last night before he woke up. I, like, took a bath. I got to watch some of the Olympics, you know. There were like things that I did for myself that I haven't done in a very long time because normally it's just I put him to bed and then Bella and I go to sleep together and I didn't do that. So it's looking up, but it right now <laughs> it's like it's like in the every transition I feel like is so hard. This one's a hard one to navigate. I sure. agree. I feel like nothing's ever easy, but you'll get you'll get through it. I know. I know I will. But l- I mean, luckily, my mom was so funny because she was coming over. I was podcasting today to watch the kids because my nanny's still out of town and she was like I brought my bag just in case you wanted me to sleep over and I was like yes yes <laughs> yes yes do that <laughs> so that's good it's really it's nice to have her be so helpful all the time and she's just so giving and she knows I'll probably go crazy if I didn't have her around <laughs> that's been so a nice. long month. yeah oh okay well I think Let's also get to these listener questions because this is one of my favorite parts of this episode. I'm excited. All right, we'll get to those. But first, let's hear from some of our sponsors. Okay, so we are back with your listener questions. I guess let's just start at the top. Okay, what is the best way to prepare your first child for a new sibling? Oh my gosh, you know what I was thinking about the other day? I saw this video. This is like major sidebar, but like kind of the same. Because I feel like sometimes like dogs are like siblings in a way because your dog has like been there and then right. like how do you prepare your dog? And I was watching this video the other day of Bella coming home and my parents' dog was like jumping on the table trying to get at Bella. And I was like thinking to myself, oh, I should have like prepared my dog. How do you prepare a dog? How do you prepare a new si- a new sibling? One, you didn't ask the dog question, but I do think <laughs> it's an interesting question. I think that it depends, one, on like how old the kid is. Bella was old enough where when she came to the hospital, I like had a little doll for her that was like a boy doll. And I had told her like a little brother is coming and we had some books and like right. – it kind of depends, I guess, on how old your kid is. I think if you are decorating a new room or even like bringing a crib into their room, if they're sharing a room, I feel like maybe just like 
talking to them about, oh, this is a new bed. Like, let's put your baby doll in here. And this is how your new, the new baby will sleep. Or let's paint this room for the baby. What color should we choose? You know, maybe incorporating them into like the newness already before a baby even gets there, I think could be helpful. And there, I mean, there's also like so many books on one, how you could probably do that better than what I just said, but even for kids, like my new brother's coming home. Like, mm-hmm. and they had like a, I'm a big sister now book. Yeah. And getting them maybe a new shirt that says like big sister and like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think little fun ways to, or maybe getting, you know, taking your kid out and being like, let's get a present for the new baby and you can give it to the new baby, you know, like yeah, just something that they get excited about. Like, oh, I bought this little rattle. You know, this is going to be so fun to give it to my new baby sister, baby brother or whatever. I've also heard um, like the opposite where you buy a present that's from the new baby. Mm. So then when the baby comes, it's like baby, baby bought you a present because they're they love you so much and they're so excited that you're their big brother or that you're their big sister. Oh, that's and really the present yeah. And the present's from the baby. But – Everything you said, I, I feel like is really good advice. It's stuff that I've like heard before, like the books and buying a baby doll and like involving them and talking to them about it as much as possible. And we have a book too that's called The First Nine Months. And it's all kind of like from the perspective of a baby growing inside the mommy's tummy from a little kid's perspective and like oh. what's going on inside the mom's belly. And Cute. so kind of – so it's like a way to like explain pregnancy too. Like there's a baby growing and this is what the baby looks like at four months and, yeah. and, and what's developing. Oh, and now it's now it's month six and you can see the hair. And yeah, like, totally. And Emmy always loved that book too. That's really cool. Yeah. And then I think once a baby is there is to just always make sure you're still like finding time to give your oldest um, some quality one-on-one time. And, and then also Which like – Which feels impossible, but – Right. But even if it's like 10 – Even if it's 15, during a nap. 10, 15 minutes, like come snuggle right. me on the couch or let's go like do your favorite – like if your their favorite thing is painting, like let's go watercolor or, or whatever it is just so they don't feel like they maybe like, you know, have – like the baby's taking on like their place, you know, they don't feel like out of place. And then again, like involving them in things like – why don't you help me change the baby's diaper? You know, like, can you like, oh, here's the wipes. Can you bring that over to the changing table and like can them like the wipes or, you know, and stuff like that. But kids adapt. Like we talked about that, like kids adapt so easily. And I think it's sometimes a little bit harder on us as parents than it is on the new, on the, on the kid with their new sibling, because we just like, they're our first and we just have that like, yeah, it's that giant unconditional love. And we're just like, so afraid to like, we want to protect that, but it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't change. So this kind of, this actually kind of spills over to the next question, which we were just talking about. How do you manage time with a newborn and toddler? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, it's what you said. Like you, I mean, it's so hard. Sometimes it is just like cuddle time for 10 minutes when maybe your newborn is taking a nap or something. But I mean, the time is probably ultimately going to be 90% newborn when the newborn's a newborn, you know, but just find as much time as you can. Also, you have to find time for yourself as well, because 
it's important to at least, you know, take a bath if you really love that or, yeah, you know, some something for yourself as well. But it's, I mean, newborn and toddler is hard. It's not easy because toddlers are into everything and they want your attention. It's not, it's not easy, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I still f- feel, I mean, Reed is nine months now and I still feel that sometimes from Brooks, I mean, they're 15 months apart, so they're close, but like in the moments where he gets like where he is kicking or hitting a lot, he's kind of has those moments still. Yeah. It's because he's wanting attention and I've had, I've become more like mindful of that. So I'll be like, okay, like it's a really like good opportunity for me to like hear, like if you, if you have a partner, like I'm going to give you the baby, I'm going to go and read Brooks, his favorite book, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm going to like get down on his level and make eye contact and be like, oh, okay, I understand you want mommy. Like, can you tell me what you want? Do you, or mm-hmm. just give him a hug or something that is like, we have that moment of connection like acknowledgement. again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and then it is like finding, we have to give ourselves grace, but some days we're not going to, it's just yeah. going to be chaos and we're not going to do, right. we're going to feel, we're going to feel like we're not doing everything right, but we're, we're, yes. we are, you know? Right. But then there's like those days where it's like, I can do, I can spend time with, you know, my, my toddler or, um, or it's a really great opportunity for your toddler to connect more with your partner or their grandparents yeah. or, you know, like their world starts getting a little bit bigger and they have other yeah, relationships. Totally. And so they, they get to like, it's actually beneficial for them in that way too. So yeah, it all right. works, it all works itself out. And just, it you, does. just you asking this question means that you're a good mom, you know, you're a good parent that you're like worried about it and how, and wanting advice on how to manage that. So you got, you got I this. I agree. You got this. It's going to be fine. What are your top three postpartum tips? I mean, self-care is huge, but that is so hard. Self-care physically and mentally are very, very different. I will tell you one of my favorite postpartum things for right after babies was padsicles. Yeah. Where you do witch hazel, and witch aloe vera. Hazel. Oh and, my God. Yeah. And I did, I got a pad. I put aloe vera, witch hazel and lavender drops, froze it. Then you put it in your panties and it feels like actual heaven on your vagina. It really does. <laughs> it really, really does. And it even feel. oh, another thing that was really good for postpartum for me, I had really bad hemorrhoids. And those tux pads, yes, they helped. It's like one of those blow-up waffle things. Have you seen those? Yes. Um, that thing is amazing because it doesn't – your weight distributes differently, not like so much on your – that part those, of your butt. The it's donut. Like, it's called a donut seat. That's what it's called, right? The, Nah, it's not a donut. It there oh, okay. is one like that. There's one like that, yeah. But it's like if you Amazon like blow up waffle seat or something, that's what they they gave it to me in the hospital and I used it forever. And I if I would sit on the regular couch for too long, I would be in so much pain with my hemorrhoids. But if I sat on that thing, it's like freaking miraculous. And it's not even expensive. I think it's like maybe 15 bucks or something, but it's like so amazing. But that's not like that's just like physical things. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like I'm 
everything that I feel like I would have would be like physical too. Um, gosh, I would just say this is something we should do like a whole podcast on because I feel like people always prep all pregnancy. They're always like, okay, I'm going to prep all this stuff for my birth. I'm going to pack all these things in my diaper bag. But then it's like postpartum, like we could just kind of look at it as like an after thought. And really like that's sometimes like some of the hardest transition is Oh my gosh. So many things happen and you just don't even – you're like, what is this? I used to – with after Bella, something happened with my bladder where if I would just bend over, my entire bladder would empty. just – yeah, empty into my bed. And I was just like, walk, oh God, there it goes again. Like I would just by bending over. And I mean, I was like, is this ever going to end? Is this ever going to stop? Am I going to stop peeing myself? It did. It healed itself. But so many like random things where you're like, is, is, oh, I kind of stopped bleeding and now I'm bleeding a lot again. Like, is this normal? Like there's just questions that you don't know the answer to till like, till you're there. And you're like, oh, and you don't even have the answers. You're just like, this is happening. And you're trying, like, you're so focused on this newborn and, like, trying to, you're having enough problems with that, you know? There's, like, the spit up. Like, all of the things that you're like, oh, my gosh, is this, what's going on? That you almost, I feel like it's ingrained in us as a mom. For some reason, when we have a baby, just think of ourselves second, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things happening with your body that are also so difficult to navigate. And it's, yeah, it's just hard. It's hard. Yeah, I think like having a good schedule or boundaries with uh, your support system, whatever that may be, you know, like if you don't want people over at certain times or you do want certain people over at times. Oh, yeah. um, What you want them, what you need, what you think you're going to need that most help with, like if you think – you know, I don't want to have to think about laundry after having a baby, then like assign that to like somebody who's in your support system or ask for people to like, if they're going to come over, if they could bring a meal, you know, or something like that. Have like, I know a lot of women who prepped meals and put them in the freezer before they had their baby, which was super helpful because last thing you want to, you're, you're not going to get up and make a meal for your family. Like after you have a baby and people really do want to help people want to help and they want to be told what you want from them. Because I feel like it's super confusing. Like when someone has a baby, you're like, Oh, they're probably getting too many meals or like, Oh, they're probably getting bothered too much, but probably not. They probably would like, maybe they don't want you to come over, but maybe the best thing you could do for them at that very moment is to just drop a meal off on their doorstep or Uber eats them something, you know, like I, I feel like, yeah, I kind of, sometimes you just don't know. So just be vocal, ask for help. People are really looking to give help or assign that to your, your partner, you know, like, Oh yeah. Say like for me, like it would be like Tanner and I, all right, Tanner, I need you to before the baby is here, reach out to this person, this person, and this person in our lives and ask if this is something that they'd be able to handle for us after the baby comes. You know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna delegate this to you, you know, just so like those things are not on your mental plate because you're gonna have yeah. a lot more things that you're worried about and that you wanna enjoy because those new that newborn phase goes so fast that yeah. you're gonna wanna just like snuggle your baby or totally, you know. Yeah. You're not going to want to be doing dishes. <laughs> no. Which honestly like – And you're not even supposed be- to be bending over. 
So yeah, and that's just immediate. That. Th- those are just immediate things postpartum, and then obviously things switch. But yeah, I don't know if that's great advice, but those are our tips. Those are things I wish I would have like done for myself. Yeah, the boundary thing is huge. That was I did it better on the second go around, but the first go around I was like really bad at it because I just felt like I was supposed to share the baby share the baby and the baby didn't always need to be shared the baby actually had mm-hmm. needs that didn't need to be shared or you had needs like should moments. i nap or should i let this person come over like that's true if you need a if you need a nap then but like you okay know to- sometimes when like people come over and they're like like you need to breastfeed the baby and they just walked in you just started and they're like well i want to see the baby you know and then you're like oh well they have to sit out there for 30 minutes till this is done. Like I always felt so bad in those moments. And then I'm like, no, the baby actually does have needs and the baby's hungry. So if you're pissed at me for sitting in here. It's a great time for them to go and do the dishes. It's a great time for you to vacuum my floor. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. That's so smart. Great advice again. Okay. Uh, Let's do one more. Uh, How and when did you incorporate solids for your baby? Mine is about five months. Now is the time if you want to. It depends on your doctor. You're definitely your pediatrician. My pediatrician didn't recommend until six months, but I've known plenty of pediatricians that recommend around four months. Yeah, I think we did four or five. Yeah, it definitely depends on the advice for your pediatrician. And then really then you can just start. Like we started – I think all of my kids we started at six, but – There's like certain foods that you are – told to start first but I can't even remember what those are is it like pears plus, I don't know is it vegetable I can't remember but if you google it I think there are some like there's like a some that you're supposed to start first that are like easier to they're like not as um hard to digest yeah and like people aren't like as allergy they're not allergy they're allergy friendly or whatever, as opposed to some other ones that I think people react to more. Like eggs and. Yeah. But then again, like other people say that you should do the allergy ones. Remember, like we had, we had a podcast about this, do like allergy things as early as possible so that your baby develops a like immunity to it or whatever, which I don't know that I believe. Maybe. I'm not sure. I guess nowadays, yeah, they they suggest introducing peanuts as early as six months. Um, you can get those pouches that have like just a tiny bit of allergen mixed in. So it's to see if your baby has the sensitivity or if they're allergic. So it's just the tiniest amount. So it's not like you're feeding your kid like a whole piece of shrimp. <laughs> you know, it's like the tiniest piece hey, of baby, uh, shrimp. Shellfish, shellfish to see if they have interesting, yeah, an allergy know. or uh, sensitivity. I will say, I think it's it's fun. Introducing solids is fun. Like it's a mess. They're so, so confused, but it's so cute. They they'll spit it out. They don't know what they're doing with it. Like have like lots of bibs and lots of wipes and things handy. It's gonna get everywhere, and it's gonna be so cute. And take a million pictures because you're gonna show them later in life, and it's gonna be great. oh yeah. They get it in their hair. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really – solids really does end up being fun. Although, just know that their poop will change. It'll become stinky and gross. The poop does become so gross. Yeah. It's really gross. (laughs) But But, it is fun. It's a fun transition. And I feel like – I mean, I wasn't – I had one of those, like, blender things, but I never made my own food. But you could do that if you're, like, worried about, like, the 
what's in your food. You could definitely make it yourself and it's not hard. I just got stuff from the grocery store, but it it was fun. That was a fun little, we're like, ooh, starting some pears today. Like, oh gosh, he hates the green beans. Like it's, it's right. just fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just think, yeah, I mean, always follow the advice of your pediatrician, but five months is right on like, you know, it's a very average age to start. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Need advice on potty training. Oh dear. We have good days and bad days and problems with constipation. Man, do I ever, Bella has still has constipation problems. I think we're actually going to take her to the doctor, but I did just get her on a better probiotic and some magnesium. So that seems to be helping Mm. a little bit. You know, kids are just so different with potty training. Every kid is so different. I mean, Bella was just like over it and she was like, I just want to use the potty and I bought her a little potty and she immediately started going in it. Like it was just so easy until the pooping thing with the constipation was always the pooping thing was hard, um, which is weird because I think her first thing doing the potty actually was poop. And now she doesn't always like yeah. to poop in the potty. I don't know. I mean, there's so there's so many books out there and so many different ways to do it. Some people say just like go outside, let your kid run outside, put a little potty out there, let them like. Just give them nakey time. Yeah, give them nakey time and then just keep going, okay, let's go back to the potty. Like Charlie was showing interest in it for a while. He still like takes off his diaper and goes sits on the potty, but then he gets up and runs and grabs diaper and hands it to me. So he's like, you know, it's like interested, yeah. but he's not ready. But I don't know. I think it's normal to have good days and bad days. It one though they will get the hang of it. Yeah, they yeah, I think it's normal for kids to have accidents that I you know, or need to still like wear like a pull up at night or something, you know, if they're not yeah. fully trained at night. And oh yeah, Bella's not trained at night at all. She still wears yeah. a pull up. But I also, I give her like chocolate milk, well, almond chocolate milk and half water before bed because that's like her thing to calm herself down. I feel like potty training is so hard. We also remember we had that person on that like potty trained at like what six months old. Yeah, that what was, is that? That's that was it like has crazy. a name to it. I forget. It's where um, you like try to listen to their cues and like hang them over the toilet. Uh, there's yeah. a name to it. I can't, I don't know. I don't know that somebody's going to be like, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to be like, yes, that's it. But don't beat yourself up. Really like everybody will get, pot- unless there's like a, your kid has to be potty trained in the next two weeks by the time they go to preschool or whatever. Don't stress. They're going to get it. Just keep, keep, saying, okay, let's go to the potty even after they have an accident and say like, just, I don't know, just keep trying. They'll get it. Yeah. I I feel like potty training is just so kid-based individually. Yeah. It's so hard. So I would just say like, I don't know, what worked for us might not work for another person. So that one's really hard to answer. Also, if you guys are not a part of our Facebook group, you definitely should go join because there's so many people out there that have questions just like this one. And there's so many women in there that give differences of opinions in a friendly way. They might have a very specific book or a very specific thing that you should try. Like, have you tried the reward system? Like, have you tried this? Have you tried, you know, like there might be, maybe your kid wants to go and like step up into the potty. Maybe your kid wants to try a potty on the ground. Maybe your kid wants to stand up. Like there's so many different ways and techniques. And I feel like in our Facebook group, 
I see a lot of like potty training things on there and women being like, don't sweat it, try this. And then someone will come back and be like, oh my gosh, I tried that and it worked. So if you're not a member of that, you should head on over because I do feel like I know we're giving advice here, but there's like a, a lot of women in the Facebook group that have a lot of really solid advice on questions just like this. Yeah. Insight on what worked for them. And I feel like everyone's always like super supportive and kind over there. So yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, on that note, thank you guys so much for giving us your questions because we, we enjoy answering them. We are so lucky that you guys are listening and shooting us your questions over on our Instagram and at 844-844-MOMS. So keep doing that and we will keep answering. All right. Well, thank you again so much for listening to Mommy's Tell All. Remember to follow us and catch up on old episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bye. Bye.